Hey, it's Stefan Chise from Talking Papa, Stefan Chise and Biko. Just let you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash Pop. We got shirts. We got tank tops for men, women, kids. We also got hoodies and sweatshirts. Um, we actually have coffee mugs and we have an iPhone case and a Samsung case with the Popstronaut logo on there. Also, we have stickers so you can put on your locker, on your laptop, wherever you want to put those stickers on there. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash TalkingPop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPop and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care. What up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to a special edition of Talking Pop with the Franchise of Pico. It's basically a podcast of all things pop culture. I am your host, the Franchise, and you're probably wondering, is Pico joining me? Just to let you know, this is going to be episode 33 of the podcast, but this is like a special type episode. I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter. I recently put a tweet that I was going to do a special, like, like a little mini episodes um minisodes pretty much um it won't be like the standard when we and Biko talk we talk for like almost like two hours i would say i'm gonna try to go for at least like an hour here um i wanted to do like a little what my roommate model kind of suggested that i do um something like because i'm a big anime otaku so i don't talk too much about anime on the podcast as much i had a few episodes in the past but um, I decided to do a special, you know, mini-sode um, focusing on a, one type of anime. Um, this, for my first choice, if you haven't followed me on Twitter, I set a picture of this as a zombie. Because to me, it's one of those animes, again, and of course, this being October, you know, Halloween supernatural type thing, like a horror theme or supernatural type um, anime. There's some out there like King's Game or some of the supernatural, like Demon Slayer, um, High School Nindy, if you were like more etchy type that type of horror, um, the zombie genre, it's been used a lot in animes in the past and also in manga. So I decided to talk about is this a zombie because to me it's like one of those um, animes that doesn't get talked a lot about. So it's never mentioned. There's not that much of a fan base on it. And I haven't seen too many people cosplay those characters, but it's one of those like ones I came across because I have Funimation now subscription. So it's one of those like things like, oh, what's this? So I just tell you what. There's not many people are talking about it. I might as well talk about it. So this is going to be pretty much a analytical type of 
discussion on is this a zombie i'm going to focus on season one which was all like 12 episodes plus an ova and pretty much the next mini so will probably be again it'll be in episode order so probably episode 34 which will focus on the second season because i want to give you guys like pretty much my thoughts on the first season and there might be some spoilers on certain plots. I might mention some episodes. I might jump back and forth between episodes. To give you guys my review of each one. And um, and hope you guys enjoy it. Because thanks to my roommate and buddy Mondo. Um, he says just, hey, you talk, you should know a lot of anime. Why don't you talk about it? I have an episode focused on it like a mini-series. So this will be episode 33 of The Standard Show. And of course, Mika will return. Um, as I'm doing this recording, I'm actually at my folks right now this weekend. I'm visiting my folks for two twice this weekend. I only live like 35 minutes away, but since my dad right now is on a trip right now, and Beagle's working on a completely different work schedule, I decided to spend time with my mom. Yes, I'm a mama's boy. Well, not much of a mama's boy, but I'm kind of like her right hand when it comes to helping her with certain situations. So I decided to take time and do this anime um, mini So without further ado, let's jump right in. Um, is this a zombie? It was um, first launched in 2009 as a light novel series. Um, the author's name, let me bring it up here. Um, the author's name is, if I can find it right here. Um, he was written by Shin, Shinichi Kimura, uh, which was illustrated by Sachi. Was, um, the English publisher is Yen Press, but the magazine that he's appearing on is called Monthly Dragon Age. It is shonen, so it's more based toward the male demographics, so... Um, he well, it's published by Fujumi Showa. Sorry, I mentioned the manga, but it's the same author. Um, he wrote the light novel series, and it went from 2009 to 2015. There's a total of 19 light novels. Um, pretty much um, the main plot. I'll give you a little bit of the plot. It's basically follows this um, young man. He's about 16 years old. His na- and the anime came out about two years later because the whole thing is once a work becomes popular, it just takes two years after it's run. To make an anime annotation of it. So to give you pretty much what the plot is, to go back to the plot, um, pretty much follows a 16-year-old high schooler named Aimu Aikawa. He was a normal high school kid. Um one day he ran to this girl who was wearing like this armor. She's got lightish hair. Well, I say blue, lightish blue hair. Ran to her like at a convenience store, you know. Yeah, so it was interesting, and then he walked on his way, heard a scream, went to a house, and he ended up getting stabbed by a serial killer. Um, and next thing he knows, he wakes up and finds out he gets resurrected by that that girl wearing armor with her clothing, and he realizes he's a zombie. And you're thinking, oh, zombie, he's going to eat brains, he's not thinking. Nope, he has the fuck just of a human being, and... He eats regular food, doesn't eat brains, he just can't die, but the funny thing is he can still feel pain, but his body can regenerate, so his body can regenerate. So it's kind of like, almost like Deadpool-like, or Wolverine-esque, but yeah, he's like a, he's basically like a zombie. Um, so, and then he encounters like different people, um, he encounters different girls, um, he runs into this magical garment girl, or Maho Shoujo, meaning magical girl in English. And she's like, um, she's a German girl. Her name is Harna. And she wields a magical chainsaw to kill Megalos, which are, to me, I guess they're like the enemy type in the anime. They're kind of like demons that take on many forms. And of course, she also runs into a vampire ninja named Seraphin, or Sarah for short. 
And apparently you're probably thinking, oh, now this is gonna be where this is going. It's gonna be like one of those harem style. Yep, it is kind of like a harem style, light novel-esque, more towards the male demographic type of light novel. So yeah, so basically it's what it is. And they pretty much work together. They all live on a room roof and they work together to defend off the Megalos. So pretty much um, the studio that did the anime is done by Studio Dean. You might recognize him from such works as um, the Fate Stay Night series um, and also other works as well. Let me see if I can bring up what other works they worked on. Let me see if I can bring it up here. I mean, Studio Ding has a really good reputation. They've done so many anime series. Um, they, they're known for Rama One Half, Rama One Half, Neil Ten, The Unnate Square, Zenki, You're Under Arrest. Man, they got a long list because they span from like 1984. But I mentioned some of the works that they're known. They did the first Fruits Basket before the reboot. I think they came back and did the reboot again. I'm not sure. I think it's the same studio. They came back to do it. Log Horizon Season 2. Um, they did so many. So going back to and Konosuba. So if you're a fan of Konosuba, yes, that studio did Konosuba. Um, and they did a 12-episode adaptation first season, and then they did an OVA. Um, so I'm going to focus, like I said, I'm going to focus on the first season. So to give you a breakdown of each character, like I said, the main character, we're going to start with the main character, IMU. Like I said, he's 16. He's out of normal high school boy. He ends up getting killed by serial killer, and of course he gets uh, the, the necromancer rape. Her name is Yukwood Hellsythe. Sorry, I'm, I'm butchering names here. I'm not asking Japanese, but I try. Um, and he, she's a necromancer. She pretty much, uh, pretty much made him a zombie, which apparently made him almost like, almost like invincible. He can like push his body beyond the limits of, the, of a human can, and of course, apparently he has the ability to suck up magic, magical power. And I'm gonna get to that point. Why? And of course, um, typically he can't die. He feels pain. I mean, he's like high school boy, so he always feels awkward about girls. And by the looks of it, like, and you're probably wondering, how is he living with all these girls? Um, where's his parents? Apparently, by watching the anime, like his parents are like away on business. They always travel around the world, so they always drop like weird stuff at his house. So normally, time he's just living alone. And um, like I said. Um, but the magical powers, apparently, um, um, he pretty much, uh, oh yeah, I'm trying to get back, I lost track here. Uh, the magical powers is because it leads right into Harana. Let me get to Harana right now. I got so many notes on this anime, so let's just, if you bear with me. So I get from Harana, she's a magical garment girl, and she was a chainsaw as a weapon. Her chainsaw is a mistletane. Oh, Misurutorin routine um which prowls demons and one day they run into each other and um he accidentally absorbs her magic powers so he has the ability to, so Aimu has the ability to transfer into a martial shoujo or magical girl so he ends up getting her outfit and everything he's able to wield mistlins so he gets apparently he decides to help her out and fight off the creatures and now she well we're leaving her kind of invulnerable but she calls herself a self-proclaimed genius um and she has the ability to erase people's memories, what I got from watching the anime. And like I said, she actually gave the powers to Ayamu, and pretty much she's living with them until she gets her powers back. She's got brownish hair. She's got kind of like that um, petite type frame, but you could tell 
By watching the first season, she pretty much started developing feelings for Ayumu. She was almost like the little sister type to Ayumu, but eventually it's hinting towards that she starts developing feelings for him more than, you know, just a guy that she's living with. So my throat's getting a little dry. Uh, anyways, um, back to my notes. Um, she likes to cook. Um, basically, her main function is she like she like she said she for she comes from a symmetrical academy. Um, hopefully I'm not butchering the name of it, but let me see if I can find the name of it. Um, yeah, she comes from this magical academy. Um, she's duty as a magical garment girl. She's technically a student of the academy. Of course, when she thinks of Ayumu, she thinks first of pervert. Because based on situations they're running, you know, kind of edgy type situations. Um, pretty much, uh, she likes to cook. And basically, the most thing she likes to cook with is mostly with eggs. Uh, which is kind of hilarious. Because every um, the first, like, couple episodes, she made um, Ayamu a lunch. And it's basically an egg dish thing. He thought I was expecting, like, you know, just white rice for lunch. And she ended up making another egg dish. It's like, nothing but eggs. So, that's kind of hilarious. Um... Like I said, they work together when it comes to, like, fighting Megalos. And at one point in one of the later episodes, um, they end up, like, they were able to share Mistelin's powers with each other. So they were both able to transfer, transform into magical garment girls together and fight an enemy, which I'll get to that point. It brings us to the Necromancer. Let me get her, the notes on her. Her name is, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher, Elukwood, Elukwood Hellsythe. Or you, for short. Um, pretty much she's a silver hair. Sorry, I thought it was blue hair because the lighting of the animation is really great, though. But she's a silver hair necromancer, and she's the one who um, pretty much um, brought her, brought Ayumu back to life after, you know, he got killed by the serial killer. The problem is she tries to stay mute. She tries not to use her voice, but I guess she's really powerful. And I, the reason why I was reading, like, watching the first season, like, the reason why she wears the, anime, the, the armor... On her clothing is to help suppress her powers. She has to keep her emotions in check. Um, she pretty much has to show not, no emotions. And she communicates just writing notes. Um, and play, um, her hair, she's apparently she's strong and powerful magic. She's a necromancer. So problem is the reason why she can't talk is because if she utters certain words, they usually, her powers are pretty much she can kill somebody. If she accidentally says the word die, that person can automatically die. Um, she can, um, pretty much, uh, even though she's a necromancer, she can sometimes, um, um, feel pain when her powers are activated as well. And also she kind of hates the whole concept of death. She hates pain. She hates dying, even though she is a necromancer. And the fun thing is because even though she can't talk and every time when I communicates her in his mind, she's picturing her talking by different different voice actors provide her voice. And of course, it's funny because even the anime does it. If you watch it in sub, they'll have like in Aimu's mind today. I'll use voices provided by this actress. Same thing with the dub. This is I'm watching the dub. Just to let you know. So it's different actresses if you remember from different animes. So every week, every episode, pretty much a different. Voice actress uh, portrays used voice, but she does have a regular voice. Um, Jeremy Lay is her main voice, and there's one point where she does talk. But the problem is, every every episode, um, a different voice actress portrays her voice in Ayumu's mind every time. And you see, she's like, "Oh, you're big, sexy stud," in a female voice. It's kind of hilarious. Um, of course, they he she and Ayumu get close. 
um, because I think Agnes Caesar is more like, no, because she's the one that brought him back to life. But I think he feels indebted her for bringing him back to life. But at the same time, he feels he has to protect her, almost kind of like a little sister type. Um, more, he's, he's, he's her more like as a, as a little sister, pretty much. And also he's grateful that she brought him, she brought him back to life. And which brings us to pretty much, um, I would say kind of like the eye candy of the anime in general, um, is, um, surfing. Um, of course, um, she's a well-endowed, she's big breath. Yeah, she's tall, she's strong, she's stacked. When it comes to chest size, but she has that bossy tone attitude. Um, she's a black-haired, she's a vampire ninja, and she has this um, sword technique, um, which is called the swallow cut, and she has ninja reflexes. Um, she pretty much, pretty much, she when she sees Ayamu, she feels disgusted by him to the point she starts calling him a maggot. And a pervert in certain situations. Um, she wears a spaghetti string top. Um, she likes to use the one technique, which in the dub it's called a swallow return strike, or in the Japanese version it's um, the swallow cut. And um, pretty much she likes to use that technique a lot. Her favorite type of dish, what I found out, it's a miso soup. And of course, uh, she had a mission which she kind of covered up. Her original mission was to actually kill you. If we find out later on in the in the in this first season, but she for when she first met everybody, she said her thing was to serve you, the necromancer, and and she comes from the Valley of Ninjas. That's what she says. So like she's a vampire ninja, but she comes to that. Um, pretty much like I mean, I got a lot of stuff written on here. Um, she's kind of like there's a type of comes to feeling. She does have apparently what I'm seeing. She starts even though she has. All ill feelings towards Aimu. I get the feeling um, she's trying to hide her true feelings, but this just terminated in Japanese. They call it Sundari, which is kind of like you try to hide your feelings or try to keep your emotions inside, and you're know, afraid from like you know your true feelings for somebody. So it's like a lot of people say, "Oh, that's Sundari." So I can tell she's starting to develop some things to Aimu. She kind of like respects him for the fact that he can fight, hold up her own. Because when they first meet, they end up fighting. Um, and then eventually, you know, she ends up living with Aimu, Harana, and you. You're going to hear me gulping, guys. It's because I'm really thirsty. <laughs> I do. Sorry about that. Because it, we just meet today. It's like me doing most of the talking today and not having Biko around. It's like it's. Not having someone to bounce it out to, but to me, he's not much of an anime guy, so it's like, you're a lot for me. Um, like getting back into surfing, which of course in the Japanese, um, they call he's called like a dung beetle, which of course is in the Funimation um, dub is its term maggot. She's got really good combat abilities when it comes to cooking. Um, I will say how to beat her when it comes to her cooking because if you all look to me. Uh, because, yeah, Seraphim, by the way, the first season is she's not much of a cook. She tries, but she, when it comes to cooking, she's not really good. Um, it's kind of funny, um, because uh, every time she eats something, either someone, one of them gets sick, and it's like, if it were up to me, I would just stick to Hanna's egg-based dishes. That's fine with me. Um, but she tries. Um, she does have to suck on blood. To stay alive because technically she is a vampire and what she does she's usually um how she does it is like she actually actually kiss somebody and it kind of puts them in this like almost like this trance almost 
so that way she can numb the, in order to numb like so that way it kind of numbs the person so she can bite him on the neck and she always does it to girls like she apparently according to her tradition and her vampire ninja tradition she ends up kissing a boy to them it's like consider marriage so that's why she kind of does it to like i think she does it to harana then i think um you ends up helping her out as well um but she also eats normal foods well as i said she eats like miso soup and stuff but she yeah so that's what she does that um trying to see what else in my notes here and to me what i'm saying this anime is kind of like a horror because you go there sometimes where you um in the first season where um I mean, it gets cut in half, or this is an arm, this is a leg. So it's kind of like the Horus, because you got, like, demons, and you got, like, vampires and all that stuff that are more the supernatural. So, either way, there's some moments in this anime that I've seen by based on it. There's some comedic moments when it comes to certain jokes or situations where it's, like, risque situations. Where the main character, you know, I mean, is getting called a pervert for something he does unintentionally. But sometimes he does have kind of like lewd thoughts and stuff in the girls that way. Um, and he does have this one friend named Orito who's pretty much his best friend. And he's a big, you know, he wants, he loves girls. He's girl crazy. Um, pretty much um, he goes over that. uh like, let me see if I got some notes on him here. Yeah, Orito, he's his best friend. He's a girl crazy. This is my take from the anime. And he eventually finds out that Aimu's living with these three girls. And so he has that pet, like, that jealousy towards Aimu that, oh, he's lucky he gets to live with these three girls. So it's like, oh, shit. So he gets to live with them. So, um, like I said, um, they run to, and then there's this other girl they run to later, which I will get to that. Later, um, because I'm gonna get to like the, pro the antagonist, they run into like the enemies they kind of into. But like I said, I want you to watch the anime, the anime itself. It's really good. Like the animation quality is really great. Kind of like the lighting, the action scenes. Um, but here's the other supporting characters. Um, we get to them right now. Um, there's one called Maelstrom. Her name is Maelstrom. She's actually blonde. She's a vampire ninja as well, like surfing. But the difference is she's from a different like different clan pretty much she's kind of like a tomboyish um in the japanese and the subversion um she uses this one term ore um but in the english dub she's eight she kind of speaks with an ain a lot um her nickname is tomonori but she likes to be called yuki um and um pretty much uh one day um they accidentally well, Aimu and Haro were on a mission. Um, he accidentally, Haro actually shoves Aimu, and he ends up kissing her, kissing uh, Yuki, Tominori. Um, and to them, to her, like she said, she's a vampire ninja, so if a girl kisses a boy, it's considered they're technically married. Even though Aimu doesn't recognize it, for Yuki, she kind of does because it's like. She got does follow traditions and stuff. And of course, her and Servant don't see eye to eye too much because they're from different clans. Um, it's funny. So she tries to act like his wife, so Aimu's wife. Um, and tries to make herself fall in love with him. There's like one episode where she tries to make herself fall in love with Aimu and she tries really hard. Um, she has this one machine that. Apparently, uh, she made this to Katsu Ramen. It's supposed to instantly defeat Megalos. 
Um, and apparently, she ends up like. But in that, she does the same soup. She uses the soup to destroy Megalos and appears to use the short horror Megalos attack. However, an animated machine that failed and hinted at, according to Wikipedia, hinted at Sarah's faction to destroy it because it might upset the natural order when used. Thus, the project was abandoned. And the problem is, she has this. Um, she has this. What happens is, she, if she gets knocked unconscious, I guess um, she summons this kind of like demon or something called. Um, it says there's just a mysticore. So it's kind of like almost like a fire type demon that she can summon and she loses control. And there's one point, I'm, there's an episode where they, they explain about that and, you know, I mean, it ends up helping her out. So basically, her main mission is pretty much to be Aimu's wife. Um, and there's another character they talk to as um, Sarasvanti, or Sarah's for short. And she's also a vampire ninja, but she's like Sarah's superior from the same clan that Sarah is. And she lives in the human world as Kiara Hoshikawa. And so she goes, like, her and Yorinori, they go to the same school as Aimu. So they go to the same school. Um, and they, you know, they go to the same school as him and Orito. And pretty much, um, she also is an idol singer, apparently. Um, there's one episode that's in the later episodes. Um, where they go to like a, th a water theme park, almost like a indoor pool like water theme park, and they find out she's actually an idol called uh, Lovely Kiara. So she likes to get the attention from males and stuff. So apparently, um, they get to the point. Um, I don't want to get into the second season, but of course, um, she starts um, having. Feelings uh, with Aimu eventually later on. I guess, I guess she fall, she falls in love later on. So I guess there's um. So she also has that secondary thing. She tries to hide her feelings, but she ends up falling Aimu. So pretty much Aimu's getting the pick of the litter here when it comes to different girls. Um, going to the antagonist. Oh, and now let me get to Orito because Orito is like his, like I said, he's his best friend. I already talked about. That much. Um, there's other people in his life. Um, there's Taiko Himaratsu, who is their, who's Yuki and Kanami, is Yuki's uh, best friend. Um, apparently, she, I was watching the OVA, and apparently she has feelings for Aimu. So I don't know how that's gonna work. Um, since um, Aimu, since Yuki's is technically Aimu's wife, so I don't know how that's gonna go on. Because I was watching the OVA, I'm like, oh really? Oh wow, she has like feelings for him. Um, and I'll get to the rest for the second season, but focus on antagonists from like basically from the first season. There were two of them. Um, there were only two in the first season. Um, a little bit. I think there's like a third for the second season, which I'm not gonna go into. But so right now, this is pretty much focusing on the first season. Uh, I was Kyoko, and supposedly she was like a supposed like childhood friend of Orito. So there's one point in one episode where. Oto tells um, Ayamu, hey, I'm going to visit Kyoko in the hospital, but she wants to see you. And um, so Ayamu goes seeing her, and then eventually later on they run into each other, but this time he finds out. Because the whole thing was he wanted to find out. The whole main plot of the first episode was like, Ayamu wanted to find out who is the serial killer that's killing everybody because he wants to find and stop the serial killer before they kill somebody else. And eventually it ends up being Kyoko and it's revealed that um, she was the one doing it. 
But the funny thing is, there's one episode when they're fighting and stuff, they find out that she's actually a magical government girl, just like Haruna. And eventually, she ends up getting possessed by this demon called the King of the Night. And pretty much, he is in the first season. Uh, apparently, he comes back in season two. But in the first season, um, he pretty much was a former zombie. And with the connection with um, you, she, he pretty much was brought back to life by her. Um, he goes by the alias of Urno. According to like what you said, um, basically he's filled with malice and she had to kill him, but he's still alive. He pretty much has the same uh, zombie eye expressions I knew, but apparently he was able to kill. It was a fight he got in a fight with Seraphim. He ended up getting killing her, and then um, you ends up bringing um, Seraphim back to life with her um, when he used blood. And season, and the funny thing is, in the episode finally, he actually. What he did to you, like, he realized what he did to, um, you was actually the bad thing to do, um, but he, I guess it gets to the point he was tired of being, um, living forever, like, he, he's been trying to get you to kill him, and of course, with you being, you know, she doesn't like death, and, you know, doesn't, she keeps her voice, like, she keeps her powers contained, and she doesn't want to kill anybody, eventually, they end up, like, he ends up, um, about to kill him, but she can't. But I guess it's, um, it's funny because when he actually does, she does fulfill his wish after the fight with um, Aimu uh, and um, Haruna. Uh, he says his last request was to <laughs> become a penguin when he, if he ever comes back. It was kind of hilarious because I guess um, he's a big fan of penguins. Um, and I mean, even though he doesn't hate being immortal, unable to be... I guess he's not able to be with you because he killed uh, Seventh Abyss. I guess um, she's from this group called uh, Seventh Abyss. Um, so that's like the main two antagonists. Um, there's a second, third antagonist called Chris, but I'm not going to get into that because that's, to me it looks like it's for the second season. So I'm not going to get into that because like I said, I'm just finishing up season one right now. I'm barely going to jump in into season two. So this is going to be a short... I think the next episode's not going to be on this is a zombie. It's pretty much... Well, probably I'll talk about season two of it. So we'll go into we'll dive into season two because apparently there are more characters later on than mentioned. There's not that many being introduced right now, um, which I will talk about in the second season. Once I write down the notes and everything, get everybody in general, we'll talk about the second season. Um, other than that, I mean, overall, I enjoyed the first season. Like I said, this is something different for me. I've never seen the anime and actually do like a review on it. Because I would do like short reactions um, about it. And it's like, you know, actually sitting down, having my notepad open, actually taking notes on my thoughts on each character and, you know, watching something that happens. And it makes me learn because it's kind of interesting. I can see why, like, people like to write articles about animes and do reviews. It's kind of interesting. Um, writing it down because it's kind of like you get into the anime. I did enjoy the first season. The action is great. Um, if I had to go to, like, certain episodes, let me see if I could pull them up here. Um... I think my favorite episode was what's the time he actually actually met on Maelstrom because it was kind of interesting um, how they run into each other and you call it the whole thing about her saying oh I move um I move my my I'm the schoolyard wife it's like it's kind of hilarious so because they end up kissing each other so it's like we get into this her introduction to the series and of course um uh, Maelstrom ends up uh. 
And then it's kind of hilarious. Um, another episode I kind of enjoyed too was it's that was the one called uh, "Hey, which middle school are you at?" And then there's a that was the one where they met they met uh, Maelstrom. Where's the other one I kind of like here? Let me bring it up. I'm using Wikipedia because that's the name of the episodes. Ah, where is it? I'm trying to find that name of the episode because, like I said, I just I'm bringing the last episode of Monday OVA right now. Um. I think it's, I think I found it right now. Yeah, it was the fight. It was called, yeah, you stay with me. And, um, and pretty much, um, they, it, um, that's after the fight with, um, then um, he ends up getting blown up. Um, what happens at the episode prior to all know that I would explode. Um, what happened was they end up um, coming across your, um, the king of the night, you know, you know, who kidnapped you or made you go with him, and apparently he got to the point there was a he puts a bomb on Harlan's head. Eventually, they're able to get the bomb off. I'm mean, ends up taking it, ends up blowing himself up. So next episode is when they're trying to find the pieces back together, and he's in like in a coma, and kind of like they try to go into psyche, and um, and Harlan gets into a psyche and tries to you know pep him up, saying, "Hey, don't be moping around. We gotta go find her. She's part of our group, you know." kind of gave my new sense of purpose that hey you know she's the one that brought me back to life i owe it to her the protector so it kind of and it gets to that big fight like i said it gets to the point where um harana and imu ends up like using the same powers and pretty much um end up taking out Yurino. and well they got to the point that he kind of understands and they finally let Yurino die so those are, like the two episodes that i did enjoy but I do like, you know, I'm probably thinking, um, who's my favorite character for the first season so far? Well, I got two. I mean, yeah, the main protagonist because, you know, to me, he's like, yeah, he's your high school student. But, like, he doesn't act heroic. He's kind of awkward, kind of like me. Um, and the character I do like is um, it's actually you. Because even though she doesn't talk, it's like, oh, it's based on looks and stuff. No. It's, yeah, oh, people will be like, oh, why didn't they go with Sarah? You're probably thinking, why didn't they go with Seraphim? You know, she's hot, you know, she's busty, but she is strong. I do respect that, but I'm not going to go with the typical, you know, because when it comes to anime, people want to see anime, it's like big busty girls. Well, I, you, for a fact, that is the reason why she brought Ayu uh, back to life and why she ends up remaining with Ayu is because, you know, she, you know, she's pretty much struggling, suffering like the, like the most of all the whole group. He's like, yeah, Anu can die. He's a zombie. He can deal with that. And, you know, Hano trying to get her powers and Seraphim, you know, being a vampire ninja. To me, you kind of like, I kind of like her the most because of the fact that she has to attain this power, um, you know, holding in, wearing this armor to help suppress it, keep her emotions in check. And kind of sucks that she most of the time, I think, you know, we already heard her voice for a little bit at the end of the episode 11. When, um, after Aimu saves her and stuff, and you'll only hear her voice for a little bit, and pretty much, um, pretty much, uh, get to hear her voice once, but, you know, she, a necromancer, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, character, you know, bringing people back to life, but sometimes it does have consequence, and it kind of sucks that when she uses her power, she feels pain, but overall, check out the first season, it's 12 episodes, there's an OVA, which has like little segments, and there is a season two, which I will jump into a point, like I said, this is a mini show, so it's not going to be a typical hour and a half type of thing, um, 
So you can check it out. It's actually streaming on Hulu and Funimation now. And Hulu has the sub version. Funimation, if you want the dub. The dub's actually not bad. They really got good voice actors for this one. Um, I definitely do recommend it. Um, the first, watch the first season. And when we come back um, next week for the next episode, I'll be focusing on season two. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this little mini-sode of going into Is This a Zombie? If I have to give like a rating for the first season, um, I'll have to say I have to give it like... I would say like four out of five. I'm thinking why four out of five. Um, I like the animation. Um, the music was great. The jokes were hilarious. Uh, I kind of felt that each of the girls didn't get as much time. Each of their backstories were only like suppressed into one episode. They didn't get too much development. You don't see much of Maelstrom. Like, you know, she get introduced like middle of the season. It was more like. To me, more overall was just like the main three living in the same house, or it was more on you and Aimu. Uh, it was more on them. Um, I kind of wish, you know, Hana get more. I kind of wish we could gotten introduced some more Hana's past. As a metro grammar girl, like her train and stuff, like we do see her head teacher come out, make an appearance, but we don't see, you know, and to me, we didn't see much of the, um, the night. The King of the Night, we don't see much of him, even though he can possess people, but we don't see much of him, though. So it was, like, not much of a character development, so that's why I gave the first season 4 out of 5. Um, like I said, the story's great. You know, it's a, you know, it's a harem-type, you know, light novel. It's toward males, and the jokes are hilarious. They're preferred humor. Um, they're cool fighting. There are some times of decapitation or amputation. There's a lot of blood, if you can take blood. Um, it's kind of cool, but the vampire type ninja is like a little combination of both. Um, uh, definitely check it out. I don't know if it's on Crunchyroll right now because I keep saying it was on Crunchyroll, but uh, definitely you can find it on Funimation now and on Hulu, which I did see. So definitely check out the first season, and then when you come back next week, I'll focus on the second season. Um, if you do enjoy Talking Pop with the franchise, make sure to check our back catalog. You can find us on Anchor, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, pretty much wherever you can find your podcast fix. Um, Biko will be back. Um, we'll probably, um, when he comes back, we'll probably talk about the Joker because I haven't seen the Joker yet and I do want to go see Joker. Um, definitely want to go see that movie and we can um, compare reactions because he was able to go see it. I haven't gone and seen it yet. So, like I said, hope you enjoyed this little mini suit of going diving into Is This a Zombie? This is part of the whole pretty much franchise goes anime type mini series. So, hope you guys enjoyed this um, franchise goes anime mini suit. As always, geek on and take care.